0: Sayla looked deep into Amaro's eyes and tried as hard as she could to project a thought. If you're really a new type, Amaro, give me a sign. Show me if there's any hope for us. She knew he wouldn't understand something so desperate, and she was right. Her earnest look registered on him, but he interpreted it in an entirely different manner. As unsettling evidence of something terribly powerful in women in general, Amaro Ray was still a virgin. hello welcome back to anomalous readings i'm nora i'm joined by jackson
1: hello it's anomalous readings we're back it's been a while it has been a minute uh we started this podcast like oh we're not gonna just keep taking breaks like uh, uh, the Star Wars one did. Uh, in Our Stars, Fault in Our Stars, it wasn't it? was the War in Our Stars. I was like, you did a fought in Our, yeah. our, fought in our Stars <laughs> bit because you thought it was funny, but it was the War in Our Stars. Um, that's correct. I've never seen
0: or read The Fault in Our Stars.
1: No, I, I don't imagine you would have on account of being uh, too busy reading <laughs> <drizzed>. Um <laughs> I,
0: you know what? I didn't read a Drizzt book until very recently. Uh,
1: okay, well, I don't actually Dragonlance. know. Dragonlance is, is that that your D and D book of choice? It is, yeah. Yeah. I'm a
0: Raceland girly. There are many of us.
1: Um, I've, I've heard this.
0: Get, everyone should check out that Russian uh, stage play about Raceland. It's pretty good. Yeah. Um,
1: but yeah, but so last month. couple of months have been pretty overwhelming for both of us. Uh, you are yeah, um, busy.
0: When you take vacation, the world doesn't stop.
1: No, you take vacation, the world keeps going, everything gets harder, uh, a lot of things going on uh, at work and in life, and I've also been swamped with a whole bunch of stuff at home, medical stuff, it's just been bad. Uh, But we're back. We we managed to get one in this month. Yeah. Feeling good about it.
0: Um, We've ascended to bring you this podcast. Our egos have been expanded, you might say.
1: Yeah. uh, We are approaching a new frontier of humanity by reading this book. Uh, now,
0: we... uh Jackson, for our listeners, uh can you tell me some of your history with Mobile Suit Gundam? Are you familiar with this uh I've franchise? I've never about?
1: heard of it before. Um and okay. it seems a bit like a bit kitty is a big Gundam, it's got big colors and you buy it mm. and yeah. It's it's it's, 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 it's not hitting toy. the way that Evangelion
0: is. That, no, it's, it's not hitting like
1: Evangelion stuff. is. Uh <laughs> like serious uh mecha fiction that's actually talking about rover this is this is some um, some toy shit. No, we. <laughs> I've been doing GGP for now six years over, I guess. Um, uh huh. And I always meant to read the kind of novels, but I never like got around to it. I just, you know, uh, I just never had the impetus because I. You just had to read them. I wasn't going to like cover them. We aren't going to like cover them on GDP. Because um, I thought that would be boring, but then you brought them out here, and I was like, oh, "That would actually be interesting." Because me and Em talk about Gundam all the time. Like our reactions to the Gundam novels would be very dull. Uh, everyone knows what we think about Gundam, what we think about Tomino, uh, but I mm-hmm. don't really know what you think about Gundam and Tomino. So I think Nora's perspective is why I was like, "Oh, it's a good idea on this podcast, but not on GGP." So uh, I'm and um, quite excited.
0: I have had a very scatter shot uh, approach to Gundam.
1: Yeah, oh, uh, I guess, if you haven't listened to GDP, I, I started at Mobile Suit Gundam six years ago, and we are going uh-huh. t- till we get caught up. Uh, I'm only midway through 00 right now, but I have watched everything up till 2007 in Gundam. Uh, so, there the you go. year
0: of Code Geass.
1: Exactly. <laughs>
0: um, I've seen maybe half a dozen episodes of Mobile Suit Gundam, one episode of Zeta, uh, and then next is Double Z. I didn't see any of that. Uh, Char's counter attack I got to see in a theater with Autumn. That was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Um, Gundam. I, I do think that I am the biggest fan of Gundam F ninety one that exists.
1: I didn't realize just how little other Gundam you'd seen before F ninety one.
0: No. Yeah. F ninety one was my first full like Gundam thing.
1: Iron Mask. Iron Mask.
0: He's forgiven Theo. He has forgiven Theo. <laughs> uh, and then I watched like half of Victory and also like enough G Gundam to be on that one episode of Great Gundam Project. That's true. Uh, so, you know, I don't have the full like Gundam knowledge that you do, but I got what's important, which is uh, Gundam F91. <laughs>
1: Well, you know that Gundam's about weird guys being weird about women.
0: <laughs> oh, yes. It wouldn't be anomalous readings, really, if somebody <laughs> weren't weird about women.
1: <laughs> uh, that's so fucking true, quite frankly.
0: Um, this is a weird one. Yeah. Honestly. It's a weird um, book. Let's, uh, I guess let's get into it. This is three little night long... Night novels? You know. Light novels. Uh, Three volumes of light, light novels. novels. That's correct. Um, and as I understand it, these events described in this book are quite different from the uh, television show... Significant.
1: Not even slightly even close to the same thing.
0: But basically, there's a war between the Federation and the Principality of Zeon. Yes. And we're following one ship, the Pegasus. That's true. That's right, the Pegasus. Um, And it's a sorted crew of guys as they are kind of swept up into the motions of this bigger war, despite all being like 16 and under, I think. Is that right? Yeah, that's correct. Like, Bright Noah is like 14 or something? I don't remember. He looks 30, but... um...
1: Bright Noah's is nineteen, I believe. At least that's the training anime. Um, but well, you know,
0: Bright Noah, the same age as Haruko. Um, Haruko. Then, from Fully Cooly?
1: Oh right, yeah, man, you can't get me started about Fully Cooly. <laughs>
0: Um, so the while they're sort of going along with all this, these weird things that happen with like. Uh, New types, which are humans who are evolving to be uh, more advanced than the earthbound humans. And uh, the uh, Zeon is ruled by the Zabi family, which are all sort of scheming against each other. And those machinations drive a lot of the events (laughs) of the book. You learn about the
1: backstory of why Zeon's so evil, and it basically amounts to... uh one of the guys on the like the Xeon uh, team like it go was working for Xeon while he was still alive before he was assassinated and I'm like oh you know what you want? you kept the Hitler guy around the guy that everyone's like this guy's a little Hitlerish. Uh <laughs> oh it turns out he's doing some Hitler shit everybody. Oh I guess we should just kind of leave him alone and let him keep getting all the power. What a great idea that would be
0: Yeah. I mean what could possibly go wrong with that?
1: Surely you couldn't kill multiple billions of people in a week
0: that would be that would be really something if that ha- if like the entire like population of humanity was decreased by some huge number um like half
1: like half yeah it'd be crazy uh yeah and
0: then there's like uh it all culminates with the main character our Amara Ray uh getting fucking blown up by yep. a rocket he gets um, exploded and then they kill all of the other villains on a highway.
1: They do just like fly in there and blow them up immediately. Hell yeah! And then about four uh, paragraphs later, the book's over.
0: Yeah, the, there's like one paragraph about Kai Sheedon, and then it's the rest of it is like three paragraphs about Sela going swimming <laughs> with yeah. Amro's Force Ghost.
1: Uh, yeah, that's how the the book ends. They take out the Zabi family. Zion becomes a republic, and everything is like settled down. The war ends. Um, all of the like the main bad guys have all been killed, and we settle into the new tension of the new era. Uh, and uh, most of the White based crew like stay with Char on Zion, because so, like, the White based crew team up with Char at the end. Um, are, like in the Abauku battle where Amaro dies, uh, the White based crew team up with Char. Uh, and like, all right, let's go, let's, you saying we just get the zombies and we can just take the this right now? Uh, and they do. Uh, and most of them hang out and stay with Shah, but Kai doesn't, because he was next to Shah, uh, when Shah, uh, talked Cassilia into, like, teaming up with him to assassinate Garen. But the second that Garen was dead, like, yeets her off of his mobile suit hand, <laughs> like, in <laughs> an instant. Uh, which... The way he kills Cassilia in the show is one of the most iconic things ever. Everyone knows it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she gets the headshot off. This is almost as cool. Just she kills Garrett and then Gaunt. Boof! Just, just fucking no clips are. It's crazy.
0: It's wild. I was getting through the end of the book like, when is the rocket? When is when is Shar gonna shoot the rocket? Um, nothing happens. That's not what book. happened
1: barely anything like even the opening stuff where it's the most similar where like side three gets attacked uh side seven gets attacked. Um even that stuff is like radically. Excuse me, that's different. the
0: future home of Cosmo Babylonia.
1: Uh what's isn't Cosmo Babylonia side four? Side seven. Cosmo I'm Babylonia sure. was side seven?
0: I think it was. Uh I could I guess I could be wrong. I
1: have to look that up because I know they're like I guess maybe that is that what they did? Frontier four, that was it. Uh, what was Frontier 4? What side was Frontier 4? Uh, Frontier 4. Side Gundam. If we don't get it from this one Google... Um, one. It does say Side 4 under Cosmo Babylonia. Where yes, Side Where I get Side, side 7 from? Because Side 7's grips and green Noah and all the, like, weapons development. Stuff that you don't know because you haven't fucking
0: watched Gundam! <laughs> yeah, that's fine. I watched 91
1: Yeah, Cosmo Babylonia <laughs> is, um, mm. Side 4. And then where does Side 8 Gaia come from? Where where, where, where Side 8 Gaia, guys? That's 789. That's the um, that's the new side they introduce in G-Savior.
0: Ah, I, I wanted to watch that. I never got around to it.
1: You'd probably really like G-Savior. I'm not going to lie, nor a core movie.
0: <laughs> I do really like the live-action Fist of the North Star movie from 1995.
1: Exactly. There you go. You should watch G-Savior. You and Autumn will have a great time in different ways, but you'll both love it. <laughs>
0: i was kind of surprised that um like first of all i think the first 150 pages of this book are some of the most boring pages of text that i've ever read
1: (laughs) so here's the thing here's the thing tono is a very dry author uh yes and will occasionally describe really emotional things occurring uh with like like he's a AI generated Wikipedia page, like they'll like just say, and then his flesh was seared, uh, and he felt really sad. And I'm like, well, I, you didn't really like bring me into the moment, Domino, um, but uh, that's fine. Uh, you do had sex, it.
0: and it wasn't very good.
1: He, uh, the first thing he did when he had sex with Sailor was he wished that uh, she was a man.
0: I don't remember that part,
1: I'll, but I'll need to find. I remember
0: it. him being disappointed. And they do talk about Shar right after sex.
1: <laughs> yeah, because she says, Shar uh, could have, like, I, I, can you kill Shah for me or whatever? Um, and he's
0: like, that's so fucked up. That's um, the most fucked up thing anyone's ever done is say, I wish you would kill somebody. <laughs>
1: I, I'm, I'm Google, I'm searching it on the translation that I have, but I, I not the translation I read, I read the, 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 the book you can buy, but I have a download of the 1990 translation and I can't find the, oh. the paragraph I'm looking for. Yeah, he- the,
0: the foreword said that this is the first Gundam thing to ever come out in the West, like before the, the shows ca- came out?
1: Uh, yeah, the, this was, this was translated in the 90s, we got the updated version from 2002. Um... Yeah, the first edition of the Gundam novels is translated in 1990. So people could have read this and having no idea that the Gundam anime even exists, which is crazy to me. You'd be like, why is the sci-fi book so fucking boring? (laughs) 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 Uh,
0: It is really boring, and it gets a lot more interesting. But um, before Lala shows up, it is really... Uh, it was very dry.
1: That's why it's when um, it's mostly speedrunning the plot of the show, um, very quickly. Um, cause Lala shows up in the show at like episode 36. Um. Yeah. Like, I don't know, actually, I don't know, don't know when they go to side six, but it's, it's, uh, it's definitely late. Lala's a late introduction, um. And this 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 novel trilogy basically wants to get you to the end of Gundam pretty fast and then spend most of its time doing different things at the end of Gundam. So like they never mm-hmm. even go to Earth. Uh, in this book, which is crazy. Cause like going to Earth is the entire point of Gund- You go to space. You start in space, you go to Earth, you go back to space. Gundam. That's the whole thing. Damn,
0: why why would they go back to Earth? That doesn't make any sense.
1: The part where they're like, because they're going to Luna 2, which is the like third episode of Gundam. And then after going to Luna 2, they're like, right, Lala time. I'm like, you've just skipped 40 episodes. What the fuck happened? Uh because until then it's like, it's not faithful, but it is similar-ish. Um mm-hmm. it'll but it it will make really funny differences. Differences that have like no effect. In a way that makes me like Sean Crane is among the pilots uh at the start and then he gets blown up. Um and he's one of the, like first first guys to die. And I'm like, okay, I guess you added an extra fourth friend Amaro had so he could die horribly at the start. Um <laughs> So I can see like the purpose of that change, but then like uh Slender uh Slenderer and Denim, um I is it Slender and Denim? I don't remember who uh Yeah.
0: Slender, Denim, and Jean.
1: Um, but is it Jean? There's only two of the guys. There's two. Jean, Jean, Denim, and Slender are the three guys who infiltrate the side seven uh, in the opening episode of the show, Mobile Suit Gundam. And there's only mm-hmm. two of them in the <laughs> in the book. Um, and I was what reading this and like, why? Like, what effect does this change produce, right? Like, does this change produce a different meaning? And I just kept like... He just sat down. And was like, I guess we only need two guys this time. I, d- I don't know what that, like, what meaning that difference symbolizes, but uh, uh, it is different. So like, just a completely different thing uh, throughout. Uh, up to up to Charlie Bull being one of the major characters of this fucking thing. Who is a single episode yeah. guy.
0: He's so important. I don't know why uh, Charlie Bull wouldn't be in like you know twenty episodes of the show.
1: He's like, they bring him out in the show as like a new type. He's like, I'm from Jupiter. I'm the man from Jupiter. I'm just the new type they've got. And they're like, do new types have potential? And then Amaro immediately kills him. And they're like, well, I guess we don't know. Uh, he doesn't really have much to say or do. Um, and then in this, I'm like, oh, Charlie is like a major guy. He's like very important. My ship, I've been ship posting for multiple years, like half a decade about how I love my outsized <laughs> love of Charlie Bull. There's a whole book of Charlie Bull content out here. It's great. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I think when it's like describing the action of Mobile Suit Gundam, it's um pretty bad. Like not like super bad, but like it's very rudimentary, right? Here, here is the fight that is happening. Uh, where the book starts taking off is when it gets into the new type stuff and it starts everyone is discussing like their view on new type philosophy. Um, mm-hmm. I think that stuff is good and much better written because I, I think Tomlin is not very good at it. It's hard to write sci-fi action anyway, because it's often boring. It's describing troop movements. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: There's a lot of there's a lot of troop movements that I didn't realize that despite knowing that Gundam was about a war um, I didn't really expect that many ships, Cosmo fighters, you might say, uh, to be in this book.
1: Yeah, no, a lot of, lot, of, lot of ships in Gundam. Um and I think that stuff doesn't necessarily translate into the book as well cuz like Gundam as an anime, right, as a visual piece of storytelling, uh is basically a masterpiece the mech fights are incredible the like expressiveness of the actions beautiful it just looks great and the description of and then amuro moved around on his uh you know activating the 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 thing on his pilot's suit to try to do the maneuver uh, is just not as good as the anime mobile suit Gundam um (laughs) But what you do get is a lot of people ruminating on what new types are and what new types mean and what Zeon meant when he came up with new types and you get a bunch more backstory and it's like... I think that's the stuff that worked really well for me.
0: Yeah. Um, I thought that the Lala-Soon chapters were suddenly much more interesting. Yes. And then um, it dipped a little bit in the second book, but we got some interesting stuff with Cusco. (laughs) Not a character. Who I looked up and discovered is not in the anime.
1: <laughs> yes, Cusco Al is not a real character for anything. <laughs> other, than novel, other than this novel. She's from
0: this novel. I, th- I think she shows up in some video game because there's pictures of her doing
1: stuff. But. I'm not, I'm not gonna lie, this is not how I pictured Cusco Al.
0: Yeah, no. I know. It doesn't look the same to me.
1: Um. But. Yeah, she's in Garen's greed because she's important enough in this that she's obviously going to appear in side side uh, like side content, um. But, uh, is not doesn't does not matter in in the show. It's simply not a real character because Lala's the only new to other new type that um Amara interacts with other than Shah. Uh, uh-huh. I mean also the entire white base are new types, but like. Uh, Sailor. Is Sailor, is, Sailor? is Sailor a new type? Is Sailor a new type? No. Okay. Like, Unclear. only in so much as everyone on the white bias is new. Sailor and. Amro does not have a psychosexual awakening with Sailor in the show. That doesn't happen, even a little bit. <laughs> he I does. Mean,
0: she has some kind of, like, extrasensory perception, right?
1: Uh, no, in fact, she gets in the Gundam and is
0: fucking useless. <laughs> no, but when she, she has, like, those moments where she, like, connects with people, like, and has, like, emotions about it or something.
1: Yeah, but that happens like like that kind of like background radiation new type stuff is always happening in Gundam towards the end. Okay. Um, maybe Sailor has more. Maybe I'm forgetting, and Sailor does get like increased prominence with that stuff. But I remember it being, uh, it's like Amuro, and Lala in their like Dooms Triangle, and also in addition to that, the White Base are just like from the battle pressure of what's happening and increasingly tapping into just like the latent <clears throat> new typeism going on.
0: Mobile Suit Gundam asks the bold question of: Can a thruple have a ghost in it? <laughs>
1: That's so true uh but what's the thropple? that's the question
0: uh Shar, and Lala obviously <laughs>
1: uh that's true in most things however uh this this book is about Arroshar and sailor <laughs> <laughs> I just I can't get over it. He he doesn't really like know Shah. He hasn't met him. He hasn't talked to him. He doesn't have the like personal connection with Shah that he has in like later Gundam. Uh, But he does have sex with Sailor and then immediately go. If this if this if this woman was a man and was like a little stronger and could tell me what to do, uh, maybe I'd be able to love her and I'd feel more secure. And I was like, what the fuck, Tom? And I'm just like going off the just speeding off a cliff here. Uh,
0: what if, if there was a horse and Shar was on it? What if then... there was a
1: horse and then he jumped <laughs> off it? And then he, like, attacked yeah. me. No, I, I attacked him. Sorry, I attacked him. And then we were in yeah. the snow. And he was, like, punching me, telling me to, like, live up to my potential. And I tried to kill him. Gay. Gay. It's just big brain. The, the most yaoi thing in this book is when Amara has sex with a woman. It's fucking ridiculous. What is going on <laughs> in Toto's mind?
0: Uh yeah there's some interesting things in this book about sex
1: yeah so the new type stuff more broadly is like a lot of conversations about human potential and zeon has the idea of like when we're in space we'll uh, evolve to a new kind of being that will be uh, have the potential to like connect with others easily uh and then he says that and fucking dies and then everyone's like what does that mean um and then there's this, this new word, right? There's this new word, new type, that's getting applied to different things and everyone has to use language to explain it and none of it makes any sense. Like, pure ideal of a like vague slogan just doesn't mess with reality at all. Um, and then the other side of this is the side of a lot of weird stuff with gender going on, which is the Gundam classic. It's so truly the Gundam classic. <laughs> uh, Amro Ray is having constant nightmares about his mum fucking someone else other than his dad. That's true. Like waking up in sweats thinking about it. Like, oh, I think my mom <laughs> fucked someone else. Uh.
0: Truly the greatest tragedy that can befall you.
1: Uh when the family unit disintegrates, what's happened to society?
0: Man, makes you think. Um I uh, I guess sometimes you just make a new one, I suppose. <laughs> um, yeah.
1: Uh, can I ask you a question? Yeah, please. Uh, I, you should ask any question to wish because I am the Gundam knowledge yeah, Okay, here.
0: I have a cu- I have a couple of Gundam questions. Yes, here. please hit me with the questions. What? To, what is the purpose of Frabo?
1: Great question. Next question, please.
0: Okay. <laughs>
1: <laughs> she's there, and she's not really there. You have identified she stays on the ship in the movie in in, in the shows, uh, and she hooks up with Hayato, who like hook up as like, We're just the other guys that don't really matter. Should we hook up now? And they're like, Yeah, I guess so. Um, and then like just goes on to be the uh mother of cats and kicker. Uh, and Hayato
0: does not make it out of this book alive.
1: No, Hayato just dies. Uh, very profoundly in the middle of the death scene of everyone else. And I'm like, there's a the Tomino I know. Like, oh, should the end of this show have like one death we can emotionally do? Or should four unrelated people also die in too many ways? Like, when you kill four people off in the same chapter, they don't all get a moment. Like, you're just like, oh, I guess Hayato's gone too. All right, goodbye, Hayato. You won't read a character in this book. Uh, yeah. But yes, no. Uh, Frau Bo was always a little sidelined. Uh, I think she got a little more to do in the show just because, like, it would have episodes about like and then she's hanging with the orphans and then she doesn't really know her place and her relationship with Amro is getting strained. Um, but no, that yeah. is that that's that accurate. Uh, Frau Bo's portrayal, generally speaking,
0: Amro is just out here, like getting laid, not even thinking about Frau and she's like, Amro is out there. <laughs>
1: uh, it's, it's it's bad. It's bad for her. It's going so bad for her. Uh, next question, please.
0: <laughs> right. <clears throat> so what happened to Degwin?
1: Uh, he was arrested. They said he was arrested. Oh, was he arrested? I think he was. I think it's in that last paragraph right at the end where it sums it up.
0: Why did they arrest him?
1: I think, at least. I don't, I don't know. I'll have, to, <laughs> I'll have to look at this PDF. Uh... That has a bad translation, and take a look. Um, but I'm fairly sure at the end of the book, uh, he is arrested because he doesn't—he doesn't die. They just kill all the kids.
0: Uh, he's been dethroned. The principality had reverted to a republic. Yes, and a peace treaty had been concluded.
1: That's what happens in the show, right? Um, no, no, not really. Um, in the show. Uh, Zeon just um becomes side three again, a three again, because in the show, right in the show, all the Zeon troops retreat with Axis. Axis doesn't happen in this show, uh, which is oh like, yeah, because like everyone on the Zeon side ends up like retreating to deep space in the asteroid belt in, As- in in uh in Axis. So like I think like the colonies of Zeon are just like back under the Earth Federation control until Zeta and Axis comes back, and neo Xeon happens. I'm fairly sure that's what happens in 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 the show, as compared to this. But like this, um, the Zeon president being a different guy who is like more liberal, <laughs> being controlled by uh, by the, the zombies who can like step in and be like, "We're a public again." That's a complete, totally new, novel invention.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I did like the. Uh, I looked up some some art of what it was supposed to look like. And the Gundam that Amuro gets in this one the G3 is kind of cool. It's just a gray Gundam. Yeah. <laughs> um I think that they should have more mobile armors in Gundam. Those are always cool.
1: Uh there's a lot of them in um uh like original Gundam 079 cuz Zion keeps pumping out weird suits, but I feel like they they take less prominence as they go as it mostly becomes about different cool hero suits.
0: Yeah. But I like when there's a a big weird thing. Um it's been a minute since I saw any Gundam. So, um this was a fun little like refresher on like some of the the pieces.
1: Yeah. Um, I really liked it as like a follow up to Double Seventy Nine, like thematically, mm-hmm. uh, because obviously it's like completely different th- in the actual mm-hmm. events, but it functions more as a sequel because uh, in the show Double Seventy Nine, no one's talking about new types like until the very end, and then a lot happens mm-hmm. very quickly. Um, this is more of a chance to like ruminate on the ideas of new types a lot. Uh, yeah, I, and-
0: I found like a thing that is interesting to me is when someone comes back to a thing and like takes all the pieces and tries to just make a new thing with it um and it's
1: also like it's kind of bold because it's a book about how books are bad <laughs> like the fundamentally the the thing you get by trying to do anything about new types in a medium of language is you just expose the limits of language. Like, trying to explain, like, and then he was in a void, right? And then he mm-hmm. heard a voice, with but I'm going to do it in a little uh, uh, triangle bracket to explain that it's, like, weird. And then everyone's thematic uh, preoccupations are on, like... New type is an idea of evolving, but the only way I can express that idea is through the word new type. And once the word new type has been codified, then it can be used for various military purposes, uh, like put into various ideologies. Uh, Amra even says, like, I can't understand this thing that is beyond understanding because like every attempt to draw meaning from it only centers me back in the reality uh, of my job as a cop. <laughs> um, right. And I think that stuff is, like, really fucking good. Um, it does mean, like you get through the first half of the uh, first half of the first novel, uh, the three light novels, but the first chunk is definitely the most boring. Um, but I do think feel like that detachment, that detachment in Tomino's writing style is uh, intentionally deployed in really interesting ways. As you start thinking about like the more descriptions of new typeness I get, uh, the less I understand it. The more words in this book that are attributed to this thing in the service of explaining it only put explaining it further out of reach. Um, which is just a really good way to tap into the argument over what being a new type is, which is this thing happening with the term in in universe. I think it's really good mm-hmm
0: do you have any idea if the Zeta novel is I related know to for this f- at all
1: Oh no no there because it's in those Char- they, they couldn't it, zeta could not happen in this no he could be just be a ghost. Zeta could not happen in these trilo- if, if it was a sequel to these <laughs> trilogies. Uh, like I, fundamentally. Just, I was
0: interested if like there was a sequel to this rendition of Mobile Suit Gundam, but it seems like
1: probably not. I don't think so. Um, maybe there is somewhere. Uh, maybe somewhere someone's been like, and then Sailor like, got out of the water and uh, some shit went down. Um, but I think this is just Sailor went to Jupiter to get more stupider. <laughs> that's that's
0: judo. Judo judo does that. <laughs> and you know who else does that? Seabook Arno.
1: That's true. And he and he hangs out with Judo briefly. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I don't think he Seabuck does, but I think the other guy does. The little, the, the little, the other kid who's Uso in crossbone. Uso does right. Uh, n- I u- no no because Uso's not in a. No? It's the 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 crossbone kid because he's Grandpa Jupiter by that point. Anyway, stuff oh, that doesn't matter. Oh,
0: to- Tobia Aranax.
1: Thank you. So Thank you for the. <laughs> I know you don't know what happened in Zeta Gundam, <laughs> but I know I can count on you to tell me what's going on with the Crossbone Vanguard. <laughs> uh,
0: <laughs> Well, you see they were re re uh reconstructed by Cecily Fairchild to fight the Jupiter Empire.
1: Thank you. No no not a thing here at all. Oh <laughs> uh, <laughs> god.
0: Have
1: you, have I told you about Mitzerona? Um you have many times told me about Mitzerona. Uh okay.
0: just... he's got some ideas about uh government.
1: <laughs> it's a song by the Kinks. <laughs> no I don't know what that yeah. Means <laughs> oh, I was wrong. It's the knack. I don't know what, who the knack. That's why I think it's the kink. The, the my Sharona's from nineteen seventy nine. Man, I didn't know that. I have not thought about uh, it. Oh,
0: I see what you were you were making a sort of a joke.
1: It's, yeah, but like clearly a bad one, as we can tell <laughs> at this very moment.
0: I'm glad that I finally got around to reading this. Uh I had meant to do it a long time ago, yeah, and just didn't.
1: Yeah, same. Um, uh, yeah, I guess weird. we should probably, probably talk about the ending before. If if, if this is gonna be a short one, we should probably mention the fact that then Amra fucking dies, and then they team up with Shara and they murder everyone. Uh, and that's weird. Like, what are everyone's how how did you feel about the weirdly anticlimactic reaction of Abaku happens, and then they just land their mobile suits on everyone and kill them? Um,
0: I don't know. I didn't. I didn't feel like the anti-climax of it. It felt like in line with the way that things have been paced Mm -hmm. where like I never felt like um, at any point that I knew like sometimes when you're when you're like reading something, you know, you like tap into you intuit the pacing of it because you're like, oh, now this is going to be this structure here and then this is going to. Like something big is going to happen in this part. You but, can like, just I say Brandon like...
1: Sanderson. You can just say Brandon Sanderson <laughs> is extremely <laughs> plain spoken and will like tell you with his repetitions and his like his like structures. Like here's the thing that's yeah. happening in this scene. It's you, you can feel I'm writing the climax scene now, and it's like yeah, s- Sometimes like when you're reading
0: a book, yes, you can see that. Yeah. yeah. Um. And in this book, I never felt like I had that kind of hold on what when something important could happen or when. Something happened if it would be important mm-hmm. um and so it 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 didn't feel out of place having read the rest of the book um and I am it does make me like curious about like what is supposed to have happened afterward, but like I don't know, I don't know how to where I sit on it because it does feel. A little bit incomplete but i don't know if because that's because like i said the other parts of this book also kind of felt weird and disjointed and incomplete at times that makes sense so it might just be like the whole book feels like that
1: <laughs> i guess i have a different perspective because i'm like you know as someone familiar with the show uh i'm watching it uh i'm, well, I'm reading it and we're like 80 pages in, and we're already at Lala soon. And the thing I know is that Amaro dies, and they team up with Sha for like the final arc. Um, and so I'm like, we're already at Lala. Like, like, I'm expecting Amaro to be dead by halfway through. Like, right? Because if we're already at Lala, what else could there be? And then they just do Cusco Al, which is just a different. gets the Zeta thing where like we're introducing a new girl that has new problems and then dies. And I'm like, well, I don't necessarily think. That doing just another girl again is always needed. I just felt like another. Mm-hmm. Ro- he understood someone again, and they were kind of attracted to each other, and then he had to kill her. Damn, it's fucked up. Um, so like, I definitely felt like the Cusco Val stuff was a little like treading its treading its water. I, I don't understand why. I don't understand why we needed this, and also why we needed another new woman, like complete not, not in the show lady. But this presaging Zeta, which does this about six times, does make a lot mm. of sense. Um. I guess like
0: the thing that I'm starting to realize is that the uh, it kind of feels like a webcomic in a way where like the wrong things have way more time dedicated to them. Mm-hmm. Um and then you like get to the end and it's almost like oh we got to wrap it up. Uh yeah gotta like wrap it up now.
1: It's so the pacing's so weird because there's just like multi- about 100 pages where it's just Shah and Cusco and Charlie hang out talking about their various schemes. Um mm-hmm. But then you get through the like final battle and everyone dealing with the whole end of it in about five minutes, um, and it is it is weirdly paced. But I don't think it was necessarily a problem. I love uh, everyone being like I, I do really like the last chapter being uh, a expression of the potential that is like so below the surface in Mobile Suit Gundam, which is that Sharon Amuro uh, and more importantly like the White Base as a um, abused like weird ship full of children that they're trying to turn to psychic weapons to end the war uh and uh shah who is trying to kill the zombies and understanding this new potential that humanity has uh want the same thing they want the same thing they are technically allies there are there is no reason for them to fight they just need to take out the bad guys and the bosses um Mm -hmm. and in this book they they do like amram and shah team up for the first time ever uh not, I mean, they do, in, they do in Zeta as well, but that's so fraught with the Ayuk stuff. Uh, in this one, it's not like the two rivals finally working together, and, and Zeta's so depressing about like the potential to break out of it. They do actually, after Amuro dies, so he is a ghost, but whatever, they do genuinely reach a moment of understanding in a way that they never do in the anime. Uh, mm-hmm. Like... They die in the anime and Amaro's last word is, what the fuck did you say? Like, wh- what does that mean? Like literally uh, Shah's last word is something crazy. And then Amro goes, what are you fucking talking about? And then they both died. <laughs> Could not possibly understand each other less. Um, and so I did like have this, like with Amaro's death and his like intuiting of Shah's needs and his needs actually being on the same page uh, is able to like push the white base into Alliance with Shah. Um, and then Kai being like, "I can't trust this fucking weirdo murderer guy." He, <laughs> I still don't understand his problem. I, I guess he just like thought it was gross that Shar betrayed Cassilia, uh, but he's never. Well, he was anyone. also
0: there when at the end Shar killed Hayato.
1: Um, yeah, but he teams. He still teams up with Shar. He's the the thing that breaks him is the like callousness of the Cassilia death. Um. If it reads to me as Kai sees like Sha just use Cassilia as a tool and discard her, and feels like really, mm-hmm. really gross about that, and so it goes back to Earth. So what is Shar gonna get up to in this
0: uh, ending? What is, is he just gonna try and take over Zeon? I don't know.
1: The other guy becomes president.
0: I I think he's just chilling. He guy is Maybe he's just chilling. Maybe he's also at a different beach uh, with a Force ghost of
1: Amaro. <laughs> Because Shah doesn't like have ambition. He has like this revenge drive. But like a mm-hmm. key part of Shah's character is he doesn't want to lead. He wants to like do his petty goals and figure things out. Uh, and like I'm gonna take over the zombies and then you like actually I'm gonna uh find out about the new cause of humanity and this new type of stuff, and like avenge my father in a different way by like fulfilling his wish. Uh, but he doesn't want to actually do the hard work of leading until in like. Gundam he is literally forced to by 10 years of fucking stupid shit happening to everyone and she's like fine Mm -hmm. I'll fucking do it Uh, I imagine with this mostly resolved and in a stable situation he would just be chilling
0: hell yeah Um. (sighs) who among us doesn't want to just chill
1: that's so true I love chilling that's
0: the that's the true nature of humanity
1: um uh, and I guess we should mention, like, we didn't mention the pubes. Everyone always mentions the pubes. The pubes are the thing that everyone mentions, which they are a... Kay uh, uh, uh Harlow are like, you got to get uh, Sailor's pubes in, in a locket if you're fucking out. Um, and it's fucking weird, uh, but it is a real thing that soldiers did. That's like a real soldier tradition for World War Two. II. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it, and it is also weird, because it's like, you know, all of the sex stuff with Amaro and Sailor is weird, uh, but it is in context less weird both because of the historical situation also because like the book's about the fact that Amuro is very weird about sex Like it's just <laughs> he's just weird about it he is Amuro Ray was still a version if there's virgin. one
0: thing I know it's that Amuro Ray was still a version <laughs> until he wasn't
1: that's so true
0: what's your favourite suit from this book
1: Um, I don't know, they're all they're just drawn. I don't even think I barely thought about the seats because they're not, then you don't even get pictures of them. You've got pictures of a couple of the big Zam. Got a picture, um, I haven't Big Googled. Zam Was
0: so funny, I thought big Zam was like a bigger deal, and it's really not.
1: <laughs> um, it's a big deal. You shut your mouth, don't disrespect the big Zam on this podcast. I will
0: disrespect the big Zam all day.
1: The thing that doesn't really come across in this book because of how it treats the Zabi family with so much more importance, um, is that, like, Dozzle is, like, an honorable family man who's, like, a cool guy, um, uh, and the only, like, not good Zabi, because it's not like he's, like, noble, um, but it's more that he's dumb and doesn't think about the ideology of what they're doing, uh, and Mm -hmm. just loves his family, and that's why he's, like, he's in the ship, like actually getting killed by Amaro not like running away in a thing uh, he's sending his family home to be safe uh, he's a Big Zam man, he's cool, his troops love him he's just a cool guy, I don't know uh, Big Zam has a reputation for a reason I don't necessarily think that the chapter in the book does it, like, conveys the stuff about why Dozzle and the Big Zam mm-hmm. is beloved uh, but I do respect the Big Zam
0: it's just, it's funny to me that I have like this different perspective on these characters that are, like, who, like, I don't care about Ramba Rao, that's just some guy. But he's, like, a different guy well, to you.
1: Well, no, so Romba Rao's really more interesting in that, like, ramba Rao is literally 100% a different fucking guy. Like, he has the name, <laughs> ramba Rao, uh, but ramba right. Rao, in the show, is an, uh, like, honorable guy who has uh, a set of troops under his command and is working for Zeon is mostly concerned about doing the job uh, and protecting his men. Uh he's like a, you know, Zeon salary man basically. Um, right. A model soldier in many senses. Uh and that's what the like arc of of that era of uh, like that, that that bit of the show is about. Uh here he's just like a weird shitty spook. Like he's working for the secret yeah. service and uh <laughs> getting doing spy shit for Zeon uh and I'm like that's just not Rambra. He's just a different man. And that's fine. Like it, it, It's interesting <laughs> enough to have him as a different man. But it does mean that I don't like... I can't feel similar. It's a different character. It's just He may as well be called something different, right? He may as well have, well, have a new mm-hmm. name, too. Yeah.
0: Okay. The, that whole okay. little, like, scheme about using the laser and then that guy just getting thrown under the bus like that it's like how did you not see this coming how did you not think that you were immediately going to take the fall for this huge war
1: crime uh i'm gonna be lead death star firer uh and i want you to be like on the big screen firing death star so everyone can see you today thank you uh i will not betray you at all trust me bro trust me bro
0: Yeah, um, Mobile Suit Gundam.
1: Uh, I'm Pretty interesting book. The 1987 revision of the novelization was an attempt by Not- Tomino to rectify some of the continuity issues, cutting Amuro Hayato's deaths from the novelization. <laughs> That's really funny. Oh. <laughs> uh, I didn't know that they did a he Because he'd, when he wrote this, he just thought there would be no more Gundam, so he just wrote the last Gundam thing he wanted to do. Um, and then the trilogy of the movies happened, and it all changed.
0: Then the Fire Nation attacked. Yeah,
1: yeah, exactly.
0: Uh, I don't think I have that much more to say about Mobile Suit Gundam.
1: Uh yeah. Um, I I have one thing for actually, which is that yes. the the white base is not the white Base, in this, it's the Pegasus. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a white, white
0: base class ship.
1: But they reveal that the white the Pegasus is the first white base class ship. Am I crazy, or is that not how it fucking works? There, there has to have been a ship called White Base for there to be a White Base class. The class is the name of the first ship you make, right? Or is it? You, is that not true? Do you not make a ship and then say this is the class of ship? That's how. That's how Star Trek's done. So that's my only real thing. But I don't actually know if you, uh, if that's just me talking out my ass. Uh,
0: a ship class is a group of ships of similar design. Uh, ships in a class often have names linked by a common factor e.g. Trafalgar class submarines names all begin with T and Ticonderoga class cruisers are named after American battles
1: for the United States Navy the first ship in a class to be authorized by Congress is the designated class leader and gives a name to this class okay so this is specifically an American thing okay Um, the british navy does it completely differently well there you go okay that's why this is just it's an american navy thing and that's where star trek got it from and my only knowledge about any naval traditions is star trek revealing myself (laughs) as being hilariously out of touch
0: i know we won't do it but if you wanted to bring a star trek book to this podcast i would read one no i've read one already (laughs)
1: Uh, I still have SOS, and I, that would yeah. go beyond the line of, like, I would just be explaining Star Trek stuff to you, and it wouldn't be as... I don't think the tension <laughs> would be as interesting. You wouldn't have the part where, like, this gives you a literally a different vision of Gundam than the show does. Uh, whereas I don't think Star Trek books give you, like, a brand new perspective if you haven't seen the show. Uh,
0: yeah, also I've seen way more Star Trek than I have Gundam.
1: Right, you, you're not, like, unfamiliar, you're just not a brain poisoned like me and M.
0: Yeah, I've I've seen a good amount of every series except for Enterprise. And I guess Voyager, but... Yeah. Um, Jackson, what are we reading next time?
1: Next time we are reading Foundation by Isaac Asimov, the classic space story that he wrote.
0: Would you call it sort of um, foundational science fiction,
1: maybe? Nah. (laughs) (laughs) I wouldn't do that because that'd be really annoying. (laughs) <laughs> uh, i actually don't know how um uh how foundational it is uh because i'm like how late is foundation uh it's 1951 so you know fairly early i didn't i didn't know because i know there's like a whole like there's a robot book there's a foundation he did so many I uh, mm-hmm. could have could have been from the 70s could have been from the 50s i genuinely didn't know which like part of his well, writing career it was in
0: there's two foundation chunks but we're, we're reading
1: foundation the- right we're reading the first one foundation the yes book.
0: the the book called foundation Um, But there's, like, the first, I think, three books are all in the 50s, and then after that, uh, yeah, they skip to 1982 for the fourth one. So he comes back after the first trilogy to do other Foundation
1: stuff. The Greater Foundation series starts with Pebble in the Sky, the Galactic Empire... Don't worry
0: about that. Don't. <laughs> yeah. So you can, you know, the Galactic Empire series, the Robot series, and the Foundation series theoretically are, like, connected. But it doesn't matter.
1: Man, Caves of Steel. I bet I'd love Caves of Steel because I love Robot Detectives.
0: Um... Yeah. I, I don't think that this is going to be our last Asimov on this podcast. So Case you know. of
1: Steel is one place I'd really like to go because uh, uh, I like a lot <laughs> of Watched multiple anime riffing on it so directly because Case of Steel is a, a classic. Um, so I'd like to like to uh, get that one in one day. But no, Foundation next. Yes, there's Foundation, Foundation, and Empire, and Second Foundation. And then there's two 80s Foundation books. Uh,
0: and then I think there's some 90s ones.
1: He's alive in the 90s? When does Isaac Asimov Uh, die? 92, Oh, there's
0: prequels. There's prequels that come out in the late 80s, early 90s. He's
1: only 72 when he dies, Jesus.
0: Yes, that's correct. They also get way longer uh, when he comes back in the 80s.
1: He has written so many fucking books, this man. Holy shit, how'd he fit it all in?
0: You know, I don't know.
1: Uh... Between all the other less uh, impressive stuff that I know he has done in his life. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like harassing every woman at every convention of all time between the 50s and the 70s. Yeah. Uh, God. Uh, but yeah, we're Foundation. I'm quite excited for it. We'll see how it goes. Uh, I'm sure Asimov will be weird about women again in a whole different way. Because again, uh, documented. Hey, hey, bad about I, women.
0: Can I Can I give you one little yes, of detail course. about Foundation? The word she does not appear in the entire book.
1: Uh, because there are no women in like a gender way? Or there be- are no women. But like, because there are no women. All right, well, I guess we'll see. <laughs> uh, I guess we'll see I how that I think that's true. I was like, is that is that like a... Due to technology, we have surpassed the need for women situation that we're going to have going on.
0: <laughs> I think it's just that there's only men in the book.
1: Oh yeah, or if there's only men but I didn't know which way it went. Like it could go either way. I didn't know like if it was like a point or not. Uh, well. Do
0: you know anything about Foundation?
1: Zero. Literally zero. I know it's okay. uh on Apple TV.
0: <laughs> it is, and that is a weird TV show. <laughs> uh, but yeah. That's what we're reading next. Um and we will read something else after that in the new year.
1: Yeah, I'm quite excited.
0: Is, Foundation will close out the first year of Anomalous Readings.
1: Yeah, only missed one month. Um as so long That's as we can get true. Foundation in. We're now ahead, we'd like to do it mid-month. We've been it's been hard to fit all in, but we did get this one in right before the end of the month, and then hopefully Foundation being a lot shorter will be easier to get it in. And hopefully yes. neither of us will have any life crises knock on wood Let's that see. That would be wonderful. That would be fantastic. Uh,
0: we still have to watch the Star Wars Holiday Special again this year. We haven't recorded that yet.
1: Uh yeah, you've you've now been allowed to.
0: Yes, it was I was touch and go for a second with the strike. We weren't sure if we were going to be able to do the Export Audio Holiday Special, but it is back on. Um unless again some wild stuff happens. Yes
1: thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, you can find me at HeadFullsOff on Twitter.com. Uh, you find me at HeadFullsOff on and Co-hosts on and Sky, uh, And you can find the podcast I do at abnormalmapping.com. Uh, sort, uh, if you want to support them, you can check out patreon.com slash abnormalmapping. Get the Great Gundam Project for $1 a month. You know, the Gundam. I just wasted yeah. the Gundam podcast. That's where I talk about Gundam.
0: Yeah, if you like hearing about Gundam and you haven't listened to Great Gundam pro- if you're listening to this podcast and you haven't Listen to Great gunner Project. I don't know how that happened,
1: but I mean GDP is one dollar a month, and you know not everyone wants to give a dollar, so I can see that. Mm. Um, but yes, I imagine it is not a large percentage of the audience listening to this MP3. Um, I'm even
0: on there a couple times. That's so true. I think I think a couple times. Regardless, you can find me on Twitter and Blue Sky and Co-host all the, all the sorts of places at Skulldotter. You can find stuff I've done at norablake.online, and you can find the other podcasts I do at exportodd.io or patreon.com slash exportaudio. Um, other podcasts are also coming back. We're still reading Fist of the North Star, and then uh, next year we'll get started on some new thing for, for franchise. I don't know what, but it'll be something.
1: Uh, yeah, I'm excited I was listening to your Robocop episode just the other day Because I watched all the Robocop movies
0: Yeah, I don't recommend watching all the Robocop movies
1: Well, I'd recommend watching Robocop 1 um, And
0: Robocop 3 And Robocop 3 Yes um, You can also listen to Journal Updated Which is available on uh, Abnormal Mapping At the Club. And uh, Molly and I played Resident Evil 4 This month, and we'll be playing Tacoma next month.
1: That's so true.
0: Podcasts continue.
1: Podcasts.
0: Goodbye, everybody. Keep watching the skies. Almoro. Almoro.